Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. <laughs> Hello and welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV show from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Craig Fay. And I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. <laughs> and this week on the podcast, uh, we are doing the movie Serendipity. Serendipity, everybody. And that is the very special choice of our fantastic guest for this week, uh, who has just released her debut comedy album titled Babaluba. It's Luba Magnus, everybody! Hello! <laughs> hey, Luba! <laughs> Thanks for coming on again. Happy to be back. I'm, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> so this was your pick. <laughs> it was, because I've told you both this before, and I'll say it again, you have ruined how I watch movies. <laughs> You've ruined it, but this one uh, was easy to uh, be, so easy to be on the side of the villains. Uh, it, I just watched it and was just mad the entire time. <laughs> I was like, how does anyone empathize with the main characters? There's no empathy. No, we'll get into it, but just uh, everyone listening, buckle up. <laughs> this is Yeah, this movie's a real trip. Yeah. <laughs> this movie's a real trip. If you guys haven't seen Serendipity... It's basically we have uh, we have John Cusack, Kate Beckinsale. We've got uh, we've got John and Sarah, and um, they they meet over mittens. <laughs> they, they they meet over these gloves, and they both want this last pair of gloves. Uh, they find each other quite charming. They go out for a coffee, even though they both have partners. Uh, they go skating. They have this long moment, and it's like okay, this woman Sarah really believes in fate, and just just letting the universe guide you in signs. So she starts putting up all these weird tests to see if they're supposed to be connected, even though, again, they both have partners. But not just partners. <laughs> serious partners. Yeah, well, see, yes. Uh, serious partners, and then... Year <laughs> and then... And then they 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 miss their signs years later. Yeah. <laughs> years go by. <laughs> both of these people are engaged eventually. They 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 both become engaged and it locks into this I have to find this person I talk to for one evening. And we maintain on this podcast, anybody can look good for one evening. You know nothing. <laughs> you know nothing of these people. Okay. Uh, so then they go through this whole, you know, the, the, the serendipity of it, trying to track people, the, each other down. They don't even know each other's last names. John's looking for a book. Uh, Sarah is just wandering around. <laughs> <laughs> hoping to get the bill he wrote his number on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, hoping to come across the bill or see him or have some sort of incident with him because she just, they're both convinced they just need to let each other go and it's like, all right. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's what we're looking for right now. Um, I guess they're both... They, the movie perceives their partners as kind of shitty, I think, in a sense. 
Well, here's the thing. I, I didn't mean for that to be a guess. Sorry. <laughs> I was, I'm just so ready to be vocal about this yes. that I needed a big breath. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't think that they draw the uh, female fiancé as a bad person. She's just... Well, they don't draw her as smart either, and I'm going to get into that. <laughs> I don't think they draw her... I think they draw her as the most blank. She has... We don't know anything about her. She has no personality. It's just, they just kind of make her the replacement Sarah. Well, They're just like, yeah. here's a beautiful girl that you're about to marry, but is she enough? Let's give her no personality. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes. And Which after gives us <laughs> the choice of putting on her whatever we want. <laughs> The bread and butter of this podcast, everybody. Yes. <laughs> we'll create things that do not exist. <laughs> Give uh, me that blank slate. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, essentially the conclusion of the movie, his uh, John's fiance, the, bef- the night before the wedding, gives him a book, and it is the book that has Sarah's number in it. Uh, they end up, He ends up canceling his wedding, <laughs> um, and Sarah shows up, so, like, wanting, you know, to cancel the wedding herself for whatever reason. They, uh, she also calls off her engagement. They meet on the ice. It, it's snowing. They kiss. <laughs> they kiss. The end. They smooch. Gotta tell you, the scene directly after that would be jarring. <laughs> There's a reason the movie ends there. <laughs> Woo! So... <laughs> That was a bit of a roller coaster. Um, Luba, <laughs> okay. First, I would just like to ask you, had you seen this? You, you've obviously seen this movie before. Yes. What were your feelings before? <laughs> well, okay, so I'm sure I watched it at least a decade ago where it's just like, here's a nice mm-hmm. little movie, and I didn't think anything of it. And then during sometime during the pandemic, I remember it came onto Netflix, and I was like, Oh, and I, listen, I love John Cusack. Oh, me too. <laughs> you know what? I love John Cusack. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I was like, obviously, I'll watch that. And I just sat there in full rage, just full rage, because, uh, like, other romantic comedies, and you've, you've done, you've profiled uh, romantic comedies on this show. There's so much emotional cheating, but the it's the the drive behind the emotional cheating in this movie, like the very real intent and plotting behind it. Like it's, it's a different league than like you've got mail or sleepless in Seattle. It's, 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 it goes up like a 10 notches. You yeah. Know? If I get like refine it for a second, the big difference in this movie is intent. Yes. And for like a, a movie about fate, and yeah. destiny. Oh. They, <laughs> they put so much work in yeah. to fuck up their relationships. Yes. Like, it'd be one thing if they were like, oh, we, we you know, we, the f- fate pushed us together and we ended up having to spend a week together in the far north. Yeah. Uh, and we didn't get along at first. And then we did. And we realized that's what we really want. And you're like, okay, I can sort of see that. But to like be at your wedding and be like, I've got to be at my wedding rehearsal in an hour. I'm going to chase down. It bills from yeah. people mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> and yeah. like records of things to sit down and get this gift from your wife that is a book and she says I noticed that you look for this book every time that oh. we go into a bookstore Dude, but you don't chilling. own a copy here it is for you and then he goes he takes the book he goes into the car with his bud and says I got the number yep. my, my wife my fiance just gave me this we got the book let's go like fuck 
Sorry. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, oh, you don't need to be sorry up in this podcast. <laughs> I Whoa. forgot what the rules were. <laughs> uh, have you heard me speak? <laughs> no, no, I, I think that deserves a take too. Give it, Luma. Yeah. Fuck right off. <laughs> Luma looks so embarrassed right uh, now that we made her do this. Oh, I'm sorry. Like I'm back in, in, in elementary school and people were like, say hell, it's a, not a bad word, it's in the Bible, say it. And I say hell, and they're like, nah. Oh my God, kids did that to me too. Kids, kids do that to me now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the effort that they put in they both put in to like finding each other because they're unhappy currently is insane. And it, it really kind of counters the movie's whole point too, where they're like, if we're meant to be together, we'll be together. And but they're both working really hard at it. And the best part of how insane it is, she's a therapist. Oh Lord in heaven. I actually forgot that plot point <laughs> from this movie. Like the fur, like, cause I, again, I get kind of like you, like I watched this like years ago yeah. and I would actually admit that this was probably in my rotation. Okay. Yeah. Like I probably, yeah, I would say like when I was a teen, I had this right, re- you know, regularly on, um, and watching this now, I was like, holy <laughs> shit. I have such a different feeling for every single character. It's almost like there's not, because you can really make the pitch that there's no strong villain in this movie in the sense of like, there's not really a lot of villainy happening. Yeah. It's mostly like watch these main characters be fucking assholes yeah. the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Watch them be the villains. They would, the main characters would be a villain in any other story. If you told this story from the perspective of either of their fiancés, yeah. oh, they are the deeply. Yeah. And that's kind of who I pegged as the villain for this was kind of the two fiancés. Them, and yes. I would say Eugene Levy. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> who, I will say, to me, has the best performance in this movie. It's he's, quite good. It's yeah. it's super funny. It's really lovable. I He's on screen for all of five minutes, and I'm like, I just want to expand out of that. Yeah. I'm like, I could have watched so much more of that man and that dynamic. And I'm really glad they brought him back for the ending. Like, that felt good. I loved Eugene. <laughs> yeah, he was, all the scenes he was in was really fun. Like, even yeah. just when he's, like, fighting over the uh, the records and he's like, oh, your thumb smushed it. Like, his thumb smudged it. Right. I saw his thumb smudge it. And he's just like, oh, that's right. That's what you would hire. That's what, I forgot that's what you hired Eugene Levy yeah. for. Yeah. Was these small parts where he's just awkward and a little mean. Mm-hmm. No, he's perfect yeah. and he very did his job. Yeah. Very defensible. Okay, first of all, uh, don't come behind the line. If you've ever <laughs> worked a retail job, that's uh. like I I understand that scene so well. Like I just feel it in my heart. Okay, because first of all, I okay, yes, he is giving out. Like he's kind of like if you want this information, you got to buy some shit. Yeah. yeah, I'm kind of on board for that. For I sure. honestly. <laughs> And then it's seven hundred dollars more. It's yeah. Just like, oh yeah, there's this tie, and I'm still seven hundred bucks short. Let's go. <laughs> Absolutely. Also, what did he think? I'm not breaking the law for a tie. You're wrong here. Okay, yeah. po- pony up, buddy. Yeah, that yeah. purple suit was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> 
so terrible. But yeah, I'm a totally I'm totally on board with Eugene's character. Every time he sits Oka behind the line, I like felt that minimum wage jerk in me. I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, don't you fucking do it. The fact that she at the end also tries to do that, honestly, that was the that was the singular thing that made me feel like they should actually be together. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're both assholes. <laughs> this is your instinct. Yeah. Both of you have this instinct. You're bringing right. champagne into the oh. into the store to like. To, I don't know, I'm not like a prude or anything. I'm not gonna be like, ooh. But like, you're at the reason you don't do that is you're making life difficult for anybody who sees you and has to ask you to stop. Right. So they at the end they have their little champagne over the gloves in the store where they first met, and it's just such like a. It's a douchebag moment. Right. Yeah. It's like you got little plastic Dixie cups and a whole, like a magnum of champagne. <laughs> <laughs> like, it'd be, it'd be one thing if you had little Dixie cups and a little flask and you pour it and you're bubbly and you go like, oh, hey. We just and you're just yeah. like, be discreet, motherfuckers. Like, you know what I'm going to argue is even worse than that? What? Doing it at closing time. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh. Oh you're no. Right, oh, right. when that when he started closing up, I was like, nah, bitch. I won't even go into a restaurant if we're within 30 minutes of the closing yes. time. Mm. Okay. Hell no. Okay. I hate those people. <laughs> I can't stand it. When I worked at Zellers, man, oh dude. Because they would always have a rule of like, okay, well, even if it's past closing time, like if we can sell, you know, another pack of tampons, no. we need to be open. At Ze- Did you say Zellers? Yeah, dude. That's Zellers. Why, this is why they don't lowest exist. Lowest price is the law. Uh, the yeah. lowest price is the <laughs> Every <law>. day. <laughs> Holy fuck, what a place to work. But either way, yeah, these, these people would come in, you know, it's literally we're about to lock the door and they're like, but I need a trash can. <laughs> it's like, it is 9.30, sir. Yeah. No one needs a trash can at 9.30. Go oh, home. Good. And I've probably said this before, but I worked at Blockbuster and the same uh, sort of thing, which was like, it would be like Saturday night where we closed at like one. Like it was like whoa. midnight or one o'clock. It's so late. Yeah. And like you could be in there for like an hour and nobody showed up. And then you're like one o'clock and you like lock the door. And I was like a manager. So you'd like take the cash out of the drawer. Yeah. And then there'd be somebody banging on the door. Be like, I just need a movie. <laughs> you're like. You don't realize how good you have it with Netflix. <laughs> like, like that guy needed a movie because a girl was like, "Hey, let's go back to your place and watch a movie." Hey, and they didn't have a be, movie. That would be an interesting movie for this show. Have you seen that documentary about Blockbuster? No. No. Okay, that's another one. There you go. <laughs> I, I won't set it up very much because I don't want to spoil anything, but I that would be an interesting to okay. one to root for Netflix. <laughs> we I mean I I'm uh, let's uh, let's hear this pitch after. I'm yeah. <laughs> I always want to hear the pitch. Hell yeah. Okay, so so let's talk about these partners. Uh, right. Okay, cuz <laughs> As much as I want to be like, we're here to defend villains, right? Yeah. We all think Lars is a fucking loser, though, correct? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's the worst. I, uh, I, I, there was one part that got at my heart, though, where mm. when she goes to New York and uh, she goes back to her hotel after, you know, all day starting to look for her ex whatever crush because <laughs> that's all it is yeah it, yeah. Was, it was a crush at it most. was a crush um 
Uh, but she goes back to her hotel, and there he is sleeping on the floor outside her door. Okay. I had a little bit of a different take. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I don't, like, I, 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 actually, I feel like I know where you're going to go yeah. with it. But at least at that part, he really showed, like, genuine, like, affection for her. Whereas every other part of the movie is just, like, putting himself first. Um, okay, well, I'm honestly less against him putting himself first mm-hmm. and more against him showing up when she was like, I need a minute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because true. if I say I need a minute, I need a fucking minute, dude. Like, don't show up at my door. Right. Okay, like it was one weekend. Okay, if I leave for the weekend and you arrive where I am and I didn't tell you where I was going, like that, that to me is a, a huge overstep. All of his like business stuff. Uh, honestly, I was like, you're dating an artist. Like, it's not like yeah. she woke up one day, they got engaged and he got worse. Yeah. This man has been this way the whole fucking time. The whole time. Yeah. Okay. He is career oriented. Like, that's where his focus is. I don't see an issue with that. Okay. If she, you have an issue with that, don't be with this person. Yeah. Okay. Like, you have to be equally. I understand her argument of like my patience. But I'm also yeah. like, you're also like a therapist that believes the universe is pushing you in places. So like, yeah. maybe if you're away for a month, they could find somebody that would do something for them. Like, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. She didn't and really I, seem qualified. And also, I would say to be upset that he is taking calls about his upcoming tour. Right. Um, is so ridiculous mm-hmm. because we as an audience have heard his music. And it's a miracle he's getting anywhere. Oh my god! <laughs> you mean that that uh, original sound he was spinning? <laughs> what instrument is is that? An oboe? Is that a? I don't know, but it's sexy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't actually think that. But that's the weirdest thing about it is that everyone's drawn to this guy. Like, um, what's that Parks and Rec character? Um, that, oh, uh, oh, that. Uh, 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 oh, the. Yeah, the, um, Ron uh, Ron Swanson's alternate ego. Yeah, yeah. Yes, so yes, the yes, same yes. way how all the women are like, "Woo, he's jazzy, he plays a sax." You know, it's the same <laughs> weird kind of energy. But I mean, a saxophone, I can even get like yeah. a sax, like a saxophone mm-hmm. is like kind of '80s cheese at this point. But like, if you see somebody giving her on a saxophone, <laughs> you could convince me watching a movie that that is a sexy thing to be doing. Yeah. Him in his like what is very strongly culturally uh, appropriate. Oh, and that's yeah. where my issue yeah, 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 is. Yeah. It's uh, not good. And just like, yeah. And I'm just like, that's not. I I don't think that's cool, let alone sexy. You know what no, I mean? No, it's not. Mm-hmm. I, for the record, everyone, I was joking when I said it was sexy. <laughs> I, <laughs> it's just weird that that is like that's the movie expects that to be the obvious takeaway. Like obviously he's sexy. Obviously, you yeah. know, and it's like, mm-hmm. uh, no, the, the, the other there, the one other part where I was like, okay, the one time he made a phone call that I didn't agree with, where I was like, okay, like this is, <laughs> don't do this. Is he like, it is literally like he proposes yeah. if we call that, oh, I don't even think he really said the words out loud. I, you know, he didn't even ask her. He just like oh, yeah. put a bunch of boxes say together. Yes, yeah. Like say yes. And then he, they kissed and he was like, all right, I'm going to go call the band. I'm like, buddy, you better be fucking me right now. Are you serious? We just got engaged. You're going to go call your homies. <laughs> nah, dude, <laughs> you lit all these okay. candles. <laughs> Why? <laughs> It's just a fire hazard now. This isn't romantic at all. Like, I can't. That was such a weird moment for me. But, like, <laughs> I'm just picturing this because I cut away from that. But just like Rebecca in that scene going, like, 
well, I guess that's not happening. And these are all fire hazards. And just going around. <laughs> just, <laughs> just 15 minutes of blowing out candles. Yeah, it's me going, well, I better blow something. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, sorry, oh, sorry. No. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, he's. I think he's the worst of them in this movie. And, but he's like, just like he, a wiener. You he, know what I mean? Yeah, oh, yeah he's he a wiener. And that's fine. But even wieners shouldn't be <laughs> going through what he is going to go through. Like, if, if even a wiener shouldn't have a partner who's doing this much emotional cheating. Like, it's just... Yeah. Oh, yes. A, a wiener deserves to get dumped. Yes, yes. Just dump the wiener. Yes, just dump the wiener. Don't go running around town being like, I need space. Looking, yeah, actually, and looking, I'm looking for a dude. And looking for an excuse, too, right? Because, yeah. like, let's just call it what it is. Yes. Both of those people are looking for an excuse to leave the relationship they're in right now. And I don't want to side with Jeremy Piven ever, but at one point in the movie, he uh, like after John sees who he thinks is Sarah with her partner, uh, they go to her house or some they person's fly house. Fly across the country on yeah. the night of his wedding, and anyway. then uh, <laughs> then John's uh, <laughs> then John's on the ground, just like sad. And Jeremy Piven is just like, "Are we here?" I forget the exact quote, but it's just like, "Is it because of what you want or what you don't want?" You know. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. That was yeah. exactly what somebody needed to say there. Yeah. Of like, you just. But that wasn't the takeaway of this movie. No, <laughs> no, it was not. That was absolutely not the takeaway. No. Anybody else absorb that every single woman looks the exact same in this movie? Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. It is, but I think so that, weird. I think that's intentional. Yeah, because he's tr he's looking for this girl, so they keep finding lookalikes. Even his fiance looks. Well, that's what I. But I'm yeah. saying, like his fiance. I'm like, why do you think this mystery woman's an upgrade from the woman you're dating? Right. Like, yeah. Like this woman's hot. She's here. You're, yeah. She likes you, John. Yeah. <laughs> Huge. Yeah. Like she's cool by all set. Like okay. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, wait. Oh, oh that's right. right. You have I'm a hot take. Let's I'm hear the hot take. It's not even a hot take. It's something that I never noticed in this movie before. Okay. And I was like, I don't know if that's lazy. I don't know what the fuck that scene was. Okay. Basically, they. it was clear that their intention was we needed to get Haley out of the room for a minute so John can have this personal private moment. He's looking at this club. He's absorbing things. Yes, whatever. Yeah. Right. The reason she leaves the apartment, oh, you, you're, you're, you, you caught on to what I'm about to say, yes. Um, the reason she goes out of the apartment is because she's burnt dinner, there's smoke everywhere, the smoke alarm is going off, and she's yelling, why is this thing always going off? Why is this thing always going off? I'm going to go yell at the landlord. Yep. I can't stand this place. Oh, she's a bad tenant. <laughs> she's a bad tenant. She doesn't understand how that works. But I, I it, it, it's funny that that was your takeaway because for me, the takeaway was why the fuck is he just sitting on that bed? His apartment's burning down. That was my sec definitely yeah. my second takeaway was this what man is useless. useless sack of shit. But and if you've ever been in an apartment and your smoke detector is going off, just for whatever reason, you, it is... Heart wrench. You're like my poor neighbors. Yes. You're up there with a magazine. Yeah. You're fanning it away. Yeah. And it was smoky. There you was know, a lot of so smoke. smoke. Her, her confusion as to why it was going yeah. off was Ooh. really yeah. where I was like, <laughs> guys, like, yeah. get get the get the toilet to flood or something. There yeah. was a different reason to get this woman out of the apartment. I yeah. have been in 
places where, you know, a very steamy shower will set off the smoke detector. And you're like, absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's in fear. But when you are like burning something to a literal charcoal crisp. Yeah, that's, I was, that smoke detector detected the smoke. Is I was screaming during that scene. I the had smoke never, detector was right. I had never noticed that. Yeah. And it's just like... <laughs> You just absorb these things of like when, when we're doing this, you're you're trying to pick up on any tiny detail you can, and right. that specifically was something when I had watched this movie, I had never picked up on as a as anything. And this time, I was like, I can't believe anyone ever put pen to paper for that. Like, yeah. so funny. <laughs> Feels like a first draft, and we'll come back and oh, fix this later. Yeah. But I don't know. Other than that, other than maybe she's a bad tenant and a bad cook. Uh, which is, I think she's ideal for him. Mm -hmm. She clearly loves him very much, adores him in his weird, she, she, and as we established in the end, I noticed you looking at this book every time we go into a bookstore. Yeah. So she's paying attention to what he likes. And she's very kind. She invited her old uh, dorm uh, mate uh, to her wedding on a day's notice. She's yes. just like, oh my God, of course, please come, come to the rehearsal. So kind. Oh. And like, she's not, like even just the, the 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 many years later part of this movie starts with them at their like engagement dinner. And like, she goes, well, you better be up when I'm, when I get home. Cause like, mm. you know, and I'm just like, yeah, okay. So you're like, she's not like frigid. She's like, she's into you physically. She's into your interests. She's into... I guess it's supposed to be this woman who is perfect on paper, but like, why would you crave anything else? Like this, this, this little 10 minute or half hour, one evening interaction that you had with somebody else. Well, I think because these two people aren't perfect and I can project whatever I want on a stranger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can create whoever I want in my mind because that's what happens, right? You you maybe have this one conversation. You think about that person because that person ha- is is a still moment in your life. They're yeah. unmoving, so they can be perfect. They can be whatever whatever that nice thing is that you exactly want. Yeah. The person in front of you has flaws. Because they're a fucking person. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And you know the flaws. And yeah. you're past the, like, that honeymoon, ooh, we're so googly-eyed in love with each other. So it's very much this grass is always greener sort of situation of, like, he's literally going for a woman that borderline is, the, like, looks the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not, that, not that looks are everything, but it's like you don't, you don't know this woman's last name. You don't know what she does for work. Okay, like, you don't know what she likes, what she dislikes. You had one evening together that you vibed. The craziest thing is that, like, he was hitting on Sarah right away. Like, it wasn't even, like, like some incident where they're both, like, oh, like, I guess the gloves would be the, like, oh, we both want the same gloves, if if that's the moment. But he was right away hitting on her. Right away. You know, it wasn't, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not like, it's not like some sort of like, oh, there's this person who I had this amazing connection with and I cannot forget. It's, he was just like, oh, we got the, we wanted the gloves. Hey, you're hot. Yeah. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're right. And that's, that's like the whole movie's like, it's destiny. I was like, you hit on her 
And you hit on probably every other woman that you've had similar things with. Yeah. It's like, it's that sort of odds and probability thing. It's like if you take 100 shots. It's for sure because gonna... she was like, no, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of like, yeah. <laughs> also, while I'm thinking of this, I can't believe it t- took me this long to realize serendipity. Her name is Sarah. <laughs> oh. so they couldn't you, shoehorn his name being dippity <laughs> <laughs> no his name had to be john just like his real name yeah. <laughs> actually made that really easy yeah. for me yeah. i was like <laughs> i like when they do john that uh, i prefer it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i personally i think uh Haley is nice and mm-hmm. kind and she doesn't deserve uh but i'm just gonna say that the the, the i'm i'm here for team chaos Fuck destiny. I am arguing in terms ah, of chaos yes. here. Like as as um, uh, uh, Molly Shannon's character says, this life is chaos personified. <laughs> uh, and that's I'm gonna I mean, chaos theory. I'm gonna go full Ian Malcolm here, where everything in a predictable system is highly sensitive to initial conditions. So. This is very much on brand for you. <laughs> this is an engineer's mind, like chaos. Chaos theory, right? It's like, so they're not destined to be together. It's like they happened to meet at that point yeah. and it set their lives on various things. And everything that gets them together is pretty much effort. They, they, it's, mm-hmm. it's, we see them all through this movie like just missing each other. And that's like, oh, the romantic thing. Like, oh, look, he shows up at the coffee shop just as she's leaving and all the rest. But... The whole time they are making efforts to be within places where they think that each other is going to be. Like the whole thing is two people making a concentrated effort trying to find another person that they don't uh, know where they are. Mm-hmm. It just shows that if you try hard enough, you get to the you 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 can track somebody down. <laughs> that we all leave like these trails in life, like shit stains in an underwear of like. <laughs> Definitely, and I think this also is, uh, like, there's a phenomenon that happens where if you, say, I don't, I don't know, you, you hear about something for the first time, and it, like, really rocks your brain or whatever, and you start seeing it everywhere, and you're like, oh, what a coincidence, I'm seeing it everywhere now, and it's like, no, you just never noticed it before, your brain is on this now, it's not like there's some sort of magical thing, so they're like, oh, I saw the movie poster, if you weren't thinking, you wouldn't have fucking noticed. You would have kept walking. These aren't signs. You're looking for them. You're constantly like digging into different areas. Yeah, it's the same how like going through a breakup, you think you see your ex everywhere and you're like, oh, no, but, uh, and it's not, but that's just, it's in your brain. You know? Bader-Meinhof syndrome is what you're talking exactly. about. Exactly. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Okay, that's exactly it. Whoa. And they yeah. just think that they're like, oh, this is like some sort of like, you know, you know what I mean? They're like, oh, we're living in the Matrix, or this is like whatever. Yeah. Life is pointing me in a certain direction. And it's like, no, this has been on your mind, <laughs> so you see it more. Exactly, yeah. yeah. If you just learn about something, you're more likely to see instances of it. Yeah. Um, and that's all these people are doing, yeah. is they're running around going, oh, I'm going to make this connection here or there. And it's like, no, you just want to notice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And which kind of leads me, if I can, to our own little uh, uh, ah, yeah. uh, serendipitous <laughs> moment on this podcast. Oh. So on this movie, uh, John Cusack's character's favorite movie is Cool Hand Luke. 
And Cool Hand Luke was a movie that was suggested by another one of our podcast guests, Alfie Brown, on our One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest episode. And we put it up for an audience choice, and it got voted down. It got beat out by Stuart Little. And then I went to go look up Stuart Little designs to put on our Tee Public merch store. And if you search Stuart Little on Tee Public, it comes up with Cool Hand Luke merch, completely inexplicably. And then it showed up again in this movie. And I'm like, I think we need to do Cool Hand Luke. <laughs> <laughs> like, is this what the universe is? Uh, you know, you, I don't know. God, I don't like saying the universe. The universe doesn't exist. I have a whole bit on it. I love saying the universe. I love it. I love it. I love it, which is so... I just want to love this movie, but it did it wrong. It did the universe wrong. Dude, I just think... All I kept thinking for the whole scene... Like, when they're meeting, and it's like, oh, like, we're all whipped up, and this is... This is it. And I, I think I like, you know what I mean? That yeah. it totally infatuate. You're just so in. And they're all I kept thinking was, I'm so tired. Why? <laughs> I would be so fucking tired yeah. if I was hanging out with somebody and they'd be like, okay, if we hit the same elevator yeah. floor, then we can fuck. And it's like, I can't, that can't be. I'm so, and she does it like so many times in a row. And I'm like, I, why are you trying to track down this difficult woman? <laughs> Yes, I saw that first scene, and I, I sort of get the, like, oh, we, we met, and, like, you believe in fate. Okay, fine. But she tries sabotaging it so hard, and I was like, it would be so difficult to be with you. Mm -hmm. Everything would be some sort of sign or test or whatever. It's like, it, like being in an actual relationship with Sarah would be a nightmare. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because, because you've got this test... And it should be one and done. The one and done was like, <laughs> if if we're meant to be together, then we'll we'll find our way back to each other. Yeah. They both forget something in the restaurant after they part ways and end up getting back together. That yes. should have been it. Yeah. And then she's like, she keeps fucking testing it. It reminded me of that old, um, I guess it's a proverb. I don't know where it's like, there's a guy and he's like drowning, mm -hmm. and he says like, oh God, save me, like. God, please, please save me from drowning. And a boat comes by and it's like, hey, hop on board. And he's like, no, no, it's okay. God will save me. And then the boat goes away and another boat comes and he goes, get on board. He's like, no, God will save me. And the boat goes. Anyway, that goes and the guy drowns and he's like, God, why have you forsaken me? And God's like, uh, I sent you three boats. Like, what do you <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's kind of the same thing for this. Is like they kept getting these quote unquote signs. Yeah. Uh, they just didn't, follow through on any of them. Mm -hmm. Not a single one. Also, anybody that's super into a coffee shop named Serendipity, <laughs> I even that, I'm like, this is, that was a very American, <laughs> huge fucking drinks. <laughs> like, this is your favorite spot? Judgments, judgments. <laughs> judgments are happening. But because you're, you're a fairy tale woman to me, I've placed years of my projection of what I think is perfect on you. Right. Can I also say how bad I felt for Molly Shannon in this movie? Yeah. First of all, she got tricked into going mm. on this trip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Totally duped. Yep. And then it's her birthday. Her yeah. birthday. Well, and she thought she was like 
being swept away on this New York trip yeah. for her birthday. Look, her look birthday. what this thoughtful thing I've done for you. And that scene where she's having the cake and then Kate, like, sorry, not Kate, uh, Sarah, <laughs> leaves and it's just like, uh, this poor woman. Well, and uh, even before that, she gets to New York City and they get in the cab and the cab driver's like, where to? And oh, yeah. Sarah's like, I don't know, anywhere. And then, th- th- like, that's where, like, I think Eve is her... Yeah, Eve is her, her character's name. Molly Shannon is just like, well, you don't have a reservation anywhere? Like, she thought she was going on this, like, my best friend is taking me to New York right. City for the weekend. We're going to stay in a fancy hotel. We're going to go see a Broadway show. Like, how fun! Like, doesn't and she even just... say she's never been <laughs> or something? Yeah. Did she? I didn't catch that, but I think she insane. said something, or, like, maybe, like, she hadn't been in a really long time. Like, I yeah. think, like, in yeah. this character's mind, she was like, that was a really big deal. And, yeah. and instead <laughs> of it being, like, a big birthday weekend all about you it's like a help me track down a guy so mm-hmm. i can cheat on my fiance and and even Ugh. sarah says i knew that you wouldn't come if you knew why <laughs> 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 like then t- why are you being this bad friend yeah also there's no reason to trick her no. there's just no reason to trick her because like they're best friends. It's like if it was my best friend, she'd be like, "Listen, okay, here's the deal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I am most certainly going to track down a man. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but it's your birthday, bitch. <laughs> so, do you want to come do some investigative, <laughs> you know, research with me? We're gonna we're gonna cut in some extra stuff. I booked us a massage, some couple other things. But we're also gonna be hunting for this man if that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be upfront with people. Yeah, like there's literally do. no planet where she's saying no to that. Yeah. She'll go. Yeah. But you gotta you gotta tell you and I come back to this all the time on this podcast. You gotta tell the team the whole mission. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You gotta tell the team the whole mission. Otherwise yeah. you're gonna fail. Okay. Yep. Somebody's gonna step out. Something's not gonna make any sense. The fact that all of these characters flip over to this is great and this is okay is so jarring. <laughs> it is. Cause I like um John's friend Dean, mm-hmm. I can defend him so much up to a certain point. Because there is absolutely, he's going along with it, he's helping it, yeah. but there is absolutely an argument can be, to be made for, yeah, if your friend the day before his wedding is saying, I'm going to go track down some other girl and like go to warehouses in Brooklyn to like get credit card receipts and all the rest, you need to go with him to make sure he shows up. Mm. You know what I mean? Like stop it. But then there is a point in the movie where they, they come and they find that the the place that rented out her old apartment is now a bridal shop. And John goes, oh, it was a sign. I need to stop. I need to go to the wedding rehearsal right now. And Dean's all like, no, I'm into it at this point. That is the point where he becomes an accomplice. That is the point where he becomes a villain. Because any decent friend in that uh, scenario would go, yeah, man, you're right. What a wild night. This will be a story to tell one time. Let's get you to that rehearsal. Well, Cause that's what he was there for. Yeah, and I think it's also because cause he talks about his breakup, too. It's like, yeah, yeah, we broke up because we didn't have this, man. We didn't have the passion. We didn't have whatever, all this magical shit you're talking about. That's oh. what we want. And now now that you know that there's a certain hint of vengeance in why he's helping his friend, you know? It's like... Yeah, oh, we didn't have that. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna find you some sort of magic shirt. Sure, yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> I don't have it anymore. Yeah. Not realizing, of course, that every relationship is different and they all have their own problems. The idea that 
because my relationship failed because of a lack of magic means that you have to dump your fiance the night of the wedding and fly across country to find some like vaporous girl. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Que- question. Question for the team here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Let's say none of these things happened up until this point. Like, you're getting married, okay? Years before, you had this night. You had the exact same night that Sarah and John have, okay? The book, the 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 $5 bill, all that, okay? Cool but you don't, my favorite movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. don't spend any time looking for each other. The night before your wedding, your fiancé gives you a book, and it has their number in it. What is actually your move? What's the move there? Because that is kind of wild. <laughs> well, I think, obvi- okay, I will say this. <laughs> Obviously, you're going to be like, well, is that a, like, this is crazy, the coincidence, the odds. But I wouldn't immediately go into a car, neglect the person who I do love. Mm-hmm. He clearly must love his yeah. fiance in some ounce. I would not treat it in the same way. It's the the neglect that he shows for someone that he should love in that situation, you know, no, no, <laughs> no, I'm not going to start. No, he, what he did was not okay. Sorry, Craig. No, no. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so glad you went first. Cause I had, uh, I mean, I think it's no, I, I, I would agree. I think that's, that's a fucking gut punch yeah. for sure. Yeah. But I think like, if you really wanted to marry that person, you wouldn't have been, it's, it's sort of self-fulfilling in a way. Like, the odds of it actually playing out that way are very low. But the fact that he's always looking for that book. Mm-hmm. If he hadn't always been looking for that book, which I don't think I would be if... Like, here's the thing. I'm sure we all have, like, that little romantic relationship that maybe could have happened. Or, like, there's a couple flirty words. And just timing or whatever, you never could go ahead with it. Or, like, it didn't work. You know, ships in the night mm-hmm. sort of thing. I think we all have that, like, ah, oh, what if... I was in a bad relationship when that mm-hmm. girl was flirting with me. What if I had just, you know, gone out with her instead? We all have that. But, like, you can't thrive on it. Oh, no. Plus, okay, speaking from a personal tale, <laughs> um, from a personal point of view, uh, sometimes you really think that, and then, like, a year later, you find out that person's a fucking monster, and right. then you feel mm. like you dodged, like, bullets in the Matrix. You're like, yes. oh, my God, the success I had <laughs> yeah. by not giving into that is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, could go either yeah. way. I think I'd have to take a lap, and then I'd do the marriage. You know, like I would, like, I mean, like a literal lap around the block. Like, I'd be like, need to walk this off. Yeah, yeah, instead of hopping to a car and follow that. The fact, okay, and here's my answer. The fact that this man simply did not just pick up a phone. (laughs) Because, not necessarily that that is still her phone number. It might not be. Who fucking knows, right? Maybe, you know what I mean? People move, they they change numbers, whatever. But, like, that's gotta be the first thing you try, right? Yeah. Is is calling the number she wrote down. <laughs> also, secondarily, uh, <laughs> what a terrible, terrible way to to throw, you know, kind of like your whatever, your paper airplane into the wind. Okay, for fate to catch. Phone numbers? Yeah. The they amount <laughs> of they probably both changed their number the next day. Well, this is two thousand one. <laughs> this is before cell phones. Like this isn't like you keep 
but the same number for years and years and city, not before cell phones. I was going to say, I'm like, I feel like we're cell phony. <laughs> we're cell phone. How did I forget how that worked though? No, because if you move to a new apartment, you're getting a new home line, right? Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. do you get to carry? Oh no, you keep the same number. You keep the same number. Oh my goodness, I forgot. No, no, you can, but you I think can. it's like an extra fee or something like no, that. No, 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 no. Yeah. You keep the same phone number when you move. Yes, absolutely. No, well, no. What did... about it's? What if it's a different area code? Well then, no, you can't. But if you if you're moving within the if you're moving within the same city, same area code, you keep your number. They they transfer the number is a so. I guarantee you, they've added a fee to this. <laughs> oh sure, but like that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm trying to pitch here. This is where shit gets is heated. Now we're talking landlines, people. Landlines, landlines. yeah. The number is attached to your account, not to the physical location. <laughs> <laughs> I know you 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 can't see it, but Craig threw up both of his arms into the air in declaration. I've never seen this version of Craig. I, I am slowly becoming a more and more wired man. <laughs> uh, regular listeners will know the problems I have with wireless technology, specifically Wi-Fi, and I recently had to get rid of my Bluetooth mouse. So it is just like wow. it is a hop, skip, and a jump for me getting a land. <laughs> Oh, wait, are we talking Apple Bluetooth mouth? Yeah. Not mouth, mouth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the way you plug it in underneath to charge it? Don't uh, get me started. Mine was an old one. So it, oh. like, it didn't it had like replaceable AA batteries and it would just drop off every 10 minutes. This isn't even my villain of the week. I wish yeah. I had replaceable batteries. I wish I had that luxury. Ugh. Oh, I'll give you mine. That's okay. Okay. <laughs> Holy fuck. We're off topic here, That's folks. fine. That's fine. We'll bring it back. Oh, just one last thing on the book, because uh, just to touch on the fact that she. Okay, so Haley, his fiance, has picked up on the fact that this guy has been going around and looking at these books. That means that this man has been actively doing this in front of her the entire time they've been dating. So, like, he's basically just like swiping on Tinder. Yeah. In front of this guy, you're like, "What are you doing, babe? I don't know. Trying to find a better version of you." You know what? This is the old school version of when someone, like an ex, keeps looking at your Insta stories. This is yes. This you're is what like, I'm talking about. Why are you here like, all the is, time? Why? Which is can can be fun. I understand everybody has certain compulsions. Whatever. Like sometimes you know you slip. You you want to check or whatever. You know when you don't do it in front of your partner, okay? Yeah. You do it in a closet in the dark. <laughs> Shamefully. Shame. Oh, you feel that shame. Okay, you should barely be able to stand up, man, okay? But you do it privately, all right? You're not like, oh, again, I'm looking for this book. Yep. In front of her. Yeah. So, oh, my God. And just even from a chaos perspective and like a destiny perspective, the two tasks that she set out for these two to find each other are wholly unequal Mm. so writing your number on a five dollar bill and putting it out into the world is like and if this circles around back to me again is like legitimately random i would say or is it probably as random as you could get right yes uh the chances that a single bill would ever make it back to you not zero but like out of your control let's put it that way you don't control what money you get given as change yeah you don't do this but the book is a fucking scavenger hunt, right? <laughs> You're right. Way, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say it, way fewer copies of the, by the way, the first edition, that wasn't a, come on, of uh, 
Love in the Time of Cholera. You wrote your number inside of a first edition. Yeah, what a bitch. Uh, So how many of those are kicking around in used bookstores? How many used bookstores are there in New York City? She gave him a scavenger hunt is what she did. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not the same. You know, he has to make an active effort to go out and check all of these. And she just has to let it come back into her life. That is, I had never thought about that that way, but you're hundred percent correct. Like I, all I thought about it has was, why would you ever put your number in rotation? <laughs> <laughs> you know oh I mean? my god! That's, like at least if you're writing it on a bathroom stall, that's the only stall it's on. Like this yeah. thing. Not think about fucking that. rotating. So if because the second it it falls into the hand of anybody that's bored yeah. <laughs> like you're done you're gonna try it yeah i'm calling this number like how do, i don't know why is your I, to to prank call to ask questions to whatever okay you don't want your number out there no so that's all i took away from that but you're absolutely correct she gave him a fucking scavenger hunt and that is unequal it is not equal <gasps> and it makes what okay? It makes what happened in this movie even less probable because, for sure, someone would have found either that dollar bill or that book and seen that number and called it for sure. And then all John or Sarah would have to do would be like, "Wait, but where did you? What? Who? You know?" They would immediately have that contact. You know, one of them had to have gotten a phone call. Yeah, but it would be to their own number. To their own number. Yeah. Oh, but they had to find. <laughs> I was like, okay, I feel like. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, no. I was. No. I was doing. I thought I had a moment. I was like, no, but wait, 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 wait. wait. Let me do mental math. No, if it do was each math. other's but phone if, numbers, yeah. then yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But uh, you could, you could be like, hey, you know, you know, a bitch named Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Every person that calls you, you're just like, man, who, what Sarahs do you know? What do they look like? Listen, <laughs> I'm a bit of a, 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 a dreamer, if you will. And for a second, I was like, wait, we did it. We figured it out. <laughs> Oh, Sorry, yeah. listeners. You just lost yeah. an answer of respect for me. That's the, fine. <laughs> oh, I've lost none. None. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I lost that a long time ago. Oh, uh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, no. I didn't mean to it. Okay. <laughs> holy shit. Yeah. I, I think we can say holy that these two people are dicks no matter what. This yeah. seems... I think the, the the major problem I have with it, and I think the reason why I really liked it when I was a teen and why I don't like it now is, or like it a lot less. I don't think it's like, I don't think it's an awful, awful movie. It's like, it's an hour and a half. It hums along. Yeah. You, you're watching yeah. John and Kate. Like, you're like, okay, true. Okay. But when I watched it as a teen, it resonated with me because these are all the actions of teens. Okay, this is this these are all teenager kind style reactions yeah. of like like I remember like doing shit like this where I'm like, okay, so like if you can memorize my number right now, then you can have it. And it's like, why? Ew. Like, why yeah. are we testing people in real time or like showing things out to like, okay, like if you can figure out my whatever, what my first name is, then yes, then it's like a go. None of this makes any sense. These are the actions of people, of, of teenagers, of people that are completely swept up in something that's not real. It's almost like there are two people that are experiencing love for the very first time, and it's so strange. It is. And w- just to jump off of that, it's when you put it up to fate or like uh, destiny or whatever, you're basically outsourcing having to make a decision. These two people uh, are yeah. outsourcing being responsible for their own happiness, right? That's it. That's what they're doing. They, 
you need to be able to make, like there's no guarantee that you will ever be happy in life with whatever choice that you make, but you need to make the choices that move you towards that. And by sort of farming it out to fate, you go, well, that's not my responsibility. If it didn't happen, it didn't happen. Yep. If I didn't break up with my girlfriend because I met this other girl, well, that, that, that's on fate. That's because f- phone numbers and $5 bills and books, right? Oh, you're 100% correct. you got to be responsible for your own happiness. Absolutely. (laughs) Like, these are, it's honestly, it it was almost like watching myself be drunk. You ever do that? (laughs) I just, every time, if I get into a particular state, okay, it's it's a magical number of drinks. Couldn't tell you what it is, okay? But I'll get to a magical number of drinks where I have decided that I am at the will of the evening. If yeah. that, I'm like, I, I'll do whatever. And it, yeah. honestly, it, it's a real 50 50. <laughs> 50% of the time, I'm like, that was an awesome night. I had the greatest time. I never thought I was going to end up there or meet those people or do those things. And the other 50% of the time, I wake up with deep shame. Deep shame. I wake up and I'm like, oh, oh no. No, why? Yeah. <laughs> None of that was good. Those people were awful. <laughs> and I'll say it again. Chaos is all about sensitivity to initial conditions. <laughs> 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 Holy fuck. Uh, wow. A butterfly flaps its wing in Peking instead of Central Park. You get rain instead of sunshine. And a butterfly flaps its wings in Toronto. And Rebecca ends up with a hangover and regret. <laughs> No. Oh, no. That's good roasting right there. <laughs> Delicious. Good for you. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, anything else we wanted to... Uh, any final thoughts? No, no, I don't think so. No, it's just, what an exhausting experience this movie is. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, I wouldn't... I, if, if you're going to watch this movie critically, it's going to be a hard time. <laughs> yeah. If you just want to throw something on and turn your brain off, it it, it is... It's, yeah, a little bit of charm to it. Yeah. It's kind of tr- I wouldn't say, you know, like... Uh, no, turn on a different rom-com. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do Sleepless in Seattle for light emotional to- cheating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. if you want that ruined for you, we've also done that one. Yeah. <laughs> I know you have. Yeah. Uh, what a great movie, though. <laughs> yes. And it is time, I guess, to give our definitive rankings of how good the villains are. Uh, I'll go first here. Uh, so I have the chaos movie scale, so movies that involve chaos instead of destiny. Uh, so from the butterfly effect, remember that one, Ashton Kutcher? Yeah, butterfly yeah, effect? Yeah. yeah to, uh, all the way to Jurassic Park, uh, famously. Oh, yeah. uh, Ian Malcolm. I, I'm literally quoting Ian Malcolm here. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to give, uh, I guess I'm going to give uh, uh, Destiny <laughs> as the main villain of this movie. Uh, a Back to the Future. Sure, it worked out okay, but there was some weird sex stuff in there. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. How about you, Luba? Do you have a ranking for us? I do. I don't know if this makes any sense how I ranked this, but I, I basically ranked our two, uh, I guess, villains, so the both Beyonce. So between zero personality and full sexy jazz, <laughs> I give them a score of Joan Cusack because this movie would have been better with her. Yeah. Uh, Oh, that's just a very real, true opinion. Yeah. A, a good Joan Cusack oh. in a John Cusack movie yeah. and vice versa. Can't Love believe it. they split Love up the, si- living, the siblings for this it. one. No, no, no. Yeah, you're right. We did need a little Joan up in this bitch, yeah. way, for sure. Joan is my favorite Cusack. 
<laughs> she's uh, it's hard <laughs> it's hard to decide it's really hard to decide okay i've got a weird one this so i've got the uh the uh the smoke alarms working scale okay so uh <laughs> and I, I i'm doing both fiancés uh so uh from the fan keeps blowing air in my face when i look at it <laughs> Uh, to I put this fork in an outlet and I get electrocuted. Um, I'm gonna give uh, I'm gonna give both these fiancés. Uh, every time I put the dishes in the dishwasher, it removes all those tasty morsels um, because they're pretty harmless, but they're both morons. I think. <laughs> And that is my scale. That's great. <laughs> so, guys, uh, before we get to our heroes and villains of the week, there's a couple of ways you can help out the podcast. Of course, we have Patreon. If you want to hit us up on Patreon, you want to get some extra content, uh, you want to vote on episodes, you want to throw us a buck, you can do that there. It's uh, it's all about what you guys want. This month, I picked directly uh, Unbreakable as my pick because it was a suggestion. And one that we obviously couldn't do. <laughs> so if you want to catch some extra content where we're a little looser, uh, you can hit us up on patreon.com slash the villain was right. Yeah. And if you want to get in touch with us, uh, audience suggestions, uh, let us know how we're doing on the podcast. You can check us out at uh, VWR podcast on Twitter. Uh, villain was right on Facebook. And as well, we have an email villain was right at gmail.com for, uh, you know, longer messages or whatever, uh, that works for you. And guys, if you want to rate and review the podcast, leave us a nice, uh, four or five star review, whatever the max is. I don't, is it four <laughs> or five do the max, uh, <laughs> give us as many stars as it let us quick one sentence review. Um, that really helps us, uh, go up the rankings and, and, uh, help other people discover the podcast. So thank you very much for listening. And now it is time our hero and villain of the week. What do you got, Rebecca? Oh, this week, I, I've got a hero. Luba, you're my hero this week. What? No. Yes. What? Luba, you're my hero. We, we're having you on because, uh, you know, you're out. Well, also because you're just awesome and we love you and we oh. can just have you on anyway. <laughs> um, but because your album's coming out and, or your album is out, pardon me. But you asked me to host your album recording. Aww. And to me, it feels... Okay, do, may I ask you this? Do you guys feel like that's kind of like being asked to be like a bridesmaid in the comedy world? Yes. <laughs> it yeah. very much feels... I'm like, me? <laughs> Bro, you stop. <laughs> like, it's and just, you were perfect. Like, I couldn't have picked anyone more perfect. Yeah. It was just like such a fun night. I had so much fun. You were, per you were, you fucking smashed it. It's such a good album, guys. You absolutely have to check it out. Um, but I, it was just like, I was so honored. That was so nice. I had a really nice time. And it, again, it does really feel like being a bridesmaid and I've never been a bridesmaid. So there you go. And you're on the album. You hear it twice. The start and end. Skip the middle. Here, listen to Rebecca. <laughs> yeah, she so, says my name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Luba, you're my hero of the week. Aw, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> so what do you got for us this week, Luba? A hero. Um, I'm going to say my neighbor. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Uh, yeah, because I uh, was stuck in ice for a long time, and someone, basically I'd been struggling for like at least a week to like try to get it out with like salt and hot water and this and that, and uh, one another one of my neighbors uh, was like, Oh, this guy beside us has everything. Like, just ask him if he has a like ice pick or whatever. The the things, the 
that you stab the ice with. Not an yeah. ice pick. Icebreaker. You know. Yeah. I bought one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're smart. Um, After the ice came. So no. And I'm very nervous and shy, and I didn't want to, like, yeah, okay, I'll do that. But I, I had no choice, so I go, and I just thought I'd be borrowing it. But this man comes out with his ice uh, chipper thing, and he just, like, Oh boy, the, the he rescued me. <laughs> He's my hero. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and then I gave him a bottle of wine yesterday as a thank you, and he tried to say no, and I forced him to keep this bottle of wine. <laughs> so wonderfully <laughs> neighborly. Yeah, very nice. and for uh, Toronto, it's a. I feel like a. a, a a nice thing to have, <laughs> you know, yeah. Toronto can be, uh, unneighborly sometimes. So yeah, that was nice. Yeah. That definitely smells like more of small town than like downtown Toronto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Uh, so I have a, uh, I have a, uh, villain, um, this week, uh, inspired by this movie, uh, which is, uh, signs. So like signs <laughs> that the universe gives you is the villain in this. Um, so this happened way back in university. And I was, uh, I was uh, friends with this girl, and then uh, we'd hang out all the time. And then uh, at one point, I'm like lying in bed at night, waiting to go to sleep, and I was like, ah, thinking like, ah, yeah, I can't wait to tell her about this. And like, when I see her again, I'm going to tell her how this went and all the rest. And I was like, I sure spent a lot of time thinking about her. And I was like, ah, shit, I'm in love. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. And that was real bad because she had a boyfriend. So I was uh. like, I can't do this. And I was like, I really like you as a friend. Uh, and I don't want to like jeopardize or lose that. Um, so I'm just not going to like say anything about it. And I'm just going to swallow it and try and like, you know, power through this. Um, so it's, <laughs> but like she would call me up and we just go to the bar, the two of us and hang out all night. And like waiters and waitress, like there was a time where a waitress, like she went to the bathroom or whatever. And I was like settling up the bill and the waitress is like, I don't say this to many people, but like you two are so cute together Aww. by the way that she looks at you. I can tell that you guys are so happy. And I was like, no. Oh, uh, no, we're not. Aww. And then like, uh, like people, like people we both knew who were, were like, you know, pretty good acquaintances with, like didn't know us like super well, but like had constant interactions with would be like, anyway. Yeah. So yeah, I was talking to your girlfriend oh. and I was just like, Oh, I don't have a girlfriend. And they're like, what? And like you could see them doing the like the mental math in their head. They're like, oh well, um, oh, you don't? Is oh okay. Anyway, uh, so that was kind of the whole vibe. And I was just like, don't, just don't screw this up. Uh, so uh, one night, uh, she invites me over to her place uh, to make toffee, and <laughs> apparently there was some there was some like. French Canadian or Northern Ontario like holiday where like you make toffee. Oh, okay. um, and she was like, "We're I'm gonna do this." I'm like, "Okay." So I go over there, and her roommate's like, "Oh, you must be her boyfriend." Uh, I haven't seen, and I was like, "Nope, that's not me. It's not me." It's like he, why, uh, he's here so rarely. The, the roommate doesn't know what he looks like. Anyway, okay. What? Um, my heart, Craig. Um, my heart. <laughs> Whoa. So so we are making toffee and like it goes terribly because she has some recipe that calls for like a very bizarre measurement. It was like one can of something, you know, when it says like oh, yes. one can, yeah. mm -hmm. yeah. but like we didn't have that ingredient in a can. So you're like, What's how much is a can? <laughs> is it just like a 500 mil can? Is it a two? Like whatever. Right. So we're trying to make toffee and it's like not going well. And it's like we're having some laughs and whatever. But it comes to the point of the night where uh, we 
are cooling the toffee. So this is like October, November, sometime. So we go out on our front porch of her like student house, and we like have this tray of like toffee, and it's like sitting out in the cool night, and we're just like sort of sitting on the railing of the the porch talking to each other. And I, I swear this is 100% true. A cat just walks up to us and starts rubbing and like going in between our legs and playing, like weaving in between our feet. And you look, white cat with black markings, and it just turns its side to me. And I swear to God, the perfect, absolute perfect heart shape <gasps> on the side of this cat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is absolutely something that is, like, if it did not happen to me, if I wrote that in a script, every single one of you would be like, take that out. That's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. That's way too on the nose. Come on. Way too on the nose. So, like, internally, I'm like, ah, fuck. (laughs) Like, shit, like, no, no, like, come on, you know, is what I'm thinking, like, internally. And, like, externally, I'm just like, oh, look at that. That's kind of cool. Like, you know. uh, Anyway, so that was the sign. And uh, a couple weeks or a couple months later, I told her how I felt. And it didn't work out. <laughs> and wow. it was a, uh, and I put myself through hell for like a year and a half because of it. And uh, 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 it, but it, in a positive light, it was very, it was a formative experience for me. I learned a lot. I grew a lot. Uh, I am the man I am now because of all of this. Well, that is my villain of the week. So sometimes the signs will come, and they're a horseshit. Yeah. <laughs> That was a roller coaster. Wow. I went through a lot of emotions listening to that. That was a real, I didn't think that was going to end that way. It doesn't always work out, does it? That is, yes. <laughs> Rebecca, Aww. the look in Rebecca's eyes is like, I ruined her a little bit with I, that story. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's just, I think it was so much more compelling than what we just watched. <laughs> You know it what was I mean? like 100%. I really felt it. Like if I saw them trying to like, you know, not pursue each other, but all the signs kept pointing to yes, like a cat with a heart between their legs, that would be a more enticing movie. Yeah, you just wrote it. <laughs> Sell <laughs> that shit. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm in for that. Uh, Absolutely. You get me a Craig <laughs> Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> well, guys, that's that's been the episode. Um, uh, where can people follow you, Luba? Or what? Do you, oh, tell them all about the album. Everything. What's sure. going on? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Baba Luba. You can find it on everywhere you stream or buy music. Uh, you know, uh, 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 Apple. The places on Apple. The 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 Spotify. It's uh, there. I don't know. It's not a hot thing, but I just want you to listen. <laughs> I'm a small artist and uh, uh, band camp there too. Uh, and you can follow me at Luba Magnus on Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok, uh, whatever. Yeah, that's, uh, I'd love if you listen to it and I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, and if they go to your Twitter, they can probably get a link there. 100%. If, Perfect. If, it, if you follow any of my socials, it's uh, you can't miss it. Because yeah. you might, maybe you're sitting there, you're like, how do you spell Baba Luba? I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or, or you, you would look at my name. Yeah, yeah, you could just look at my name. But Absolutely. Just, listen, guys. I'm not hard to find. Just uh, <laughs> <laughs> unlike the characters in this movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, guys, as always, you can follow me at Rebecca Reads on any platform of your choosing. Yeah, follow me at Craig Fay Comedy on Facebook, Twitter, or CraigFay.com. Uh, next week, guys, we had another great episode for you, so check that out. And uh, as always, this is The Villain Was Right, reminding you to never write your phone number on currency. <laughs> <laughs> The Villain Was Right is produced by Andrew Ivamy as part of the From Superheroes Network. 
For more great podcasts like this, as well as webcomics, articles, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com.